America, Washington, D.C., signing on. When the Santa's Welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org, Brushbeater Training and Consulting, and of course, hosted by me, NC Scout, the best-selling author of The Gorilla's Guide to the Bow Thing Radio. This evening, this evening, I am grinning from ear to ear because we are going to have one hell of a podcast in store for all of you out there. And this is going to be a highly entertaining. I have, of course, the best-selling author of the Tactical Wisdom series, Mr. Joe Dolio, in the house with me, and a brand new guest to the Gorilla Camp on the air. A little bit of subversive transmission going on. And somebody who knows how to be subversive on the internet. A master class in trolling himself. This man literally has made a career for himself on YouTube. Trolling sad hams. He is the man who created the term sad ham. And it makes me grin from ear to ear because we all know those people. And of course, I'm talking about Mr. Nada Rubicon himself. Randy, how are you doing, brother? Good. How are you? Man, cracking open another Miller Light, watching the world burn, brother. Watch what? <laughs> You picked a good week. Yeah, yeah. I picked the wrong week to snuff, to stop sniffing glue. Right? <laughs> uh, like airplane. Little, little, little airplane reference. What well, I mean, I feel bad that today's you know the, the Zoomers they like a movie like Airplanes totally lost on them, man. Like they, well, it could they never don't. be made just because of the jive scene with 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 June Cleaver speaking jive. <laughs> you never do that. Today. Never get away with it. Excuse that. me, Miss. I speak jive. <laughs> he's he's saying that his friend here is very ill. <laughs> and, and then there's all oh, the good man. stuff like like Blazing Saddles and History of the World and all those great films that could never be made today. Oh, blazing! Nah, man, there's no way. Blazing saddles, nah, nah, nah. All the stuff we grew up on. Now you know why we are the way we are. <laughs> then it was life was simpler then, man. Like you know, if 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 you boys can make boys fun, and girls were girls. Yeah, it, you got to be able to make fun of people. Like that's that's how world works that's a form of toughening like if you can't deal with with somebody pointing and laughing at you 
for something that may or may not be part of what you can even control, but it just is what it is, man. If you can't deal with that, you know, you're going to be soft. Like, you, you know, you can't, can't deal with a little bit of humor. Man, I feel bad for you, you know? And, and of course, Randy, you know that there's a whole lot of people out there that are soft as hell that can't, just can't deal with, they can't deal with the truth, man. And right before we came on air, we were talking about that, how uh, a lot of, a lot of people get so bent out of shape because you throw a lot of out there, like at, at the, the quote unquote sad hams and Man, they, they hurl all sorts of insults at you and death, like death threats in a Actual few cases. I make fun like, of your walkie-talkie radio and I get a death threat. Yeah. Oh, they, uh, my God, man. These people need uh, to loosen up. Their but, whole but, life apparently revolves around their boys. <laughs> Don't you dare say anything bad about them. Or even no. want to say that they're wrong about something. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, what? So you coined the term "sad ham," and and we've seen the image of the, the Smithfield ham that says "sad ham" on it. You know the the infographic. Take us through, man. What what your definition of a sad ham is? Uh, a sad ham is the guy that you run into on the internet. Usually, uh, unfortunately for me, that's what I ran into when I was learning. Uh, when I thought uh, that I needed to be a ham, I thought I needed a license. Uh, he's the guy that knows everything, that lets you know how many years he's been a licensed operator, uh, lets you know every radio he owns and sometimes how much it costs. Uh, he's the guy that's there online to make fun of you for not being as smart as he thinks he thinks uh, he is. And I'm sure that we've all seen him. Uh, if you've been online in, in any of the online forums or YouTube or Facebook. Uh, if, if you want to hear him, you just turn on any any ham frequency. And it's the guy talking about goiter surgery and where him and Martha are going to get dinner from tonight. Yeah, oh. yeah they often, they often uh, are those same people. Not to be confused oh, with the happy ham or the helpful ham, which does exist and is is yeah. the majority of ham radio operators that I've Absolutely. met. Uh, the, yeah. And the happy ham, the helpful ham, understands that not every ham is a sad ham. It's only the sad ham who doesn't get that he's the problem and he's who we're making fun of. And, of course, he's the one that gets the most angry and upset. Uh and and his whole life will be turned upside down uh, when you make fun of him. <laughs> well, you, you Where, when you, the happy hams are laughing, the, you know the, the yeah, helpful hams are laughing along with everybody else. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it's uh, when when you do that, when you challenge someone's sense of identity, which is is what that is. They 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 yeah. take on that identity, and that, that's all they've got. And when you challenge that, all of a sudden, you know, you unleash the, this like 70 years of, of uh, rage, of, of in up rage, man. And, rah, you know, and yeah, I do say 70 years because yeah. that's, you know, there are a few yeah. younger ones also. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, they, there's a lot of young hams, but they're not the sad hams. There are some, there are a few. Um, yeah. It, it, they, they, they encompass all walks of life, sadly. <laughs> well, what's funny is this whole this whole podcast thing. Um, 
occurred because I put out a thread and the sad hams just descended upon it like a, a locust plague from the Bible. Uh, and what's funny is, is they were sharing all kinds of info and Randy and I were trying to dispel it and they just could not believe that two non-licensed people might know something about radio they didn't. So they fact-checked me on my claim about data over MERS and CB and were shocked to learn that they were wrong. It destroyed the yeah. entire sad ham worldview. So, <laughs> and it was savory. It was savory. Yeah. You can go to Wikipedia and you can pull up the, the authorization for different uses of MERS, uh, mm -hmm. multi-use radio service, which is license-free. Uh, GMRS, which does require a license. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, FRS, which is unlicensed. That is the unlicensed variant of GMRS. GMRS, they share the same frequency space for anybody that doesn't know. And um, wouldn't it be nice if somebody wrote a book that identified all these these things? Oh, yeah. Good idea. Uh, the Gorilla's Guide to the Bowfing Radio. Uh, you know, and I won't say my catchphrase like I said last night over and over again while I was a little lit. Um, it, is, it is what it is, but no, uh, but but in all seriousness, um, you know, people get really bent out of shape. You got to understand some things. You know, first of all, the 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 reality is this regarding the FCC, and I am an amateur extra. Uh, me personally, I am an amateur extra that is as high as it goes in the amateur radio. Okay, whatever, it's no big deal, right? Study for three tests and, you, and you're there. And guess what? You can just do the ham crown and learn the answers, and you get the license. The license is there, it's not a Mensa test. No, no, it's a memorization test. Okay, and and a lot of the stuff, and I remember for extra, I actually tried to. Uh, study for extra and uh and i mean i didn't try to i did study for it and, and tried to learn why some of these things were but then i got to realize i'm like dude i don't need to know the bandwidth for slow scan tv because i'm never gonna fucking do that all right i don't i do not care about slow scan tv i don't care i don't care about circular polarity of this specific signal i don't give a shit like, I just want to get my amateur extra to say, first of all, that I'm an amateur extra and to be able to give the test and, and be a volunteer examiner. And, and uh, that little bit of extra bandwidth that you get on 40 meters uh, or seven, seven to 7.3 megahertz, a little bit of extra there, a little bit of extra on 80 meters that, that you get, a little bit of, of more authorization in there. But the realization is this, especially with uh, the license-free uh, end of things, nobody is coming out of the woodwork to be like, oh, hey, you, blah, blah, blah. Like, look, man, as long as you're not harmfully interfering with anybody, Nobody gives a shit what you do. Okay. Right. They're not gonna like they're, they're okay, man. Good luck. Like if you use the techniques that, that I instruct you on how to do in the book or in class, good luck, man. Like, good luck. It's it's not as easy as you think. And and a lot of these hams that are out there that only exist online, and it's just like the shooting community. Where you have a bunch of fucking guys that only live on the internet 
They've never done anything. They don't have anything to actually hang their hat on. But they just exist on the internet. And you know, or on or or on Instagram, which is even worse. Well, that is still the internet, isn't it? I meant our comments because they get equal hate, but then you know, Instagram is kind of taking over that. These these guys think that they know every damn thing. And it's like, okay, you don't know you don't know jack shit about anything with your fucking your Gucci battle belt on and like, you know, you you don't know nothing. Like it's it's very clear you don't know anything. Okay, but Anyway, whatever. I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Point is, though, is that they get so entrenched in the nuances that they miss the forest through the trees, man. Like, bro, you know, aren't you just happy that people are getting on the air? And, no, and you know, that was, that, was the, yeah. that was the whole point of my, my thread there was we're trying to bring entry-level people into radio. And if we can do that with a $35 Baofeng, and no license, and get them started like we do in your RTO course. Damn right. Isn't that better for the for the hobby than gatekeeping and saying no, no, no? You must start with a one thousand dollar radio and a and a hundred foot tall antenna that your homeowners association isn't going to allow you to put up. <laughs> uh, that's the only way, bro. <sighs> it's so silly. I, I just think it's it's going to end up ruining their hobby. Well, that's and, what chased and me it away. Is. It was the gatekeepers that chased me away. That's why I'm not licensed. Uh, not yeah. don't have a ham license now. It's because I went online to learn, and I had the nerve to ask some beginner questions, and I was chased away. You know, I was made very clear that beginners were not welcome asking questions, and I said, "Yeah, all right, fuck you. I'll go to GMRS." As I discovered uh, GMRS and realized it could do uh, what I needed, and uh, that's yeah. why. So I'm not a ham. Now that I've got you on here, I wanted to ask you, Randy, if you've seen the phenomenon of the hams migrating over to GMRS and attempting to gatekeep over there, attempting to make it ham light. Uh, Yes, I see that every day. I hear it on the radio some and I see it on online. The personality defect uh, carries across all radio bands. So, you know, if you're an asshole on ham, you're going to be an asshole. Uh, trying to disguise yourself as a GMRS operator. But, um, you know, you can see it in the forums, usually when they have their, uh, you know, in their signature on the forum, how many radios they own. And I've been a licensed GMRS operator or, or licensed ham operator for 20 years and licensed GMRS operator and blah, 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 blah. So who cares? But yeah, they they stick out pretty well. And I, and I do see that. Uh, uh, as if they're the only ones qualified to uh, to talk about the airwaves. There's there's another code they use. So if you're ever on GMRS and you check in on a repeater and somebody goes, what antenna are you using, buddy? That's the ham. That oh, is, is definitely okay. the ham. Well, see, I chase See, Ooh, I don't even like need that. Masons. I just turn on my challenged. Uh, I turn my Roger beep on. And that brings them out like fucking zombies and you just drop a piece of brain on the floor. Man, you turn on that Roger Beat and they will come running. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, the, the Roger Beep is, that's, that's classy. And I have to explain to them, listen, my radio, my choice. And if you don't like listening to my radio, that's fine. I'm going to keep talking. You have a, you know, you can change the channel uh, or frequency, as they 
call it, even though on GMRS we call it channels. And they well, GMRS, will, oh, it is channels. It is channels. It, it is GMRS. channelized. Uh, they they are, do it not is like assigned that. a frequency. So it, it it's that's there there is a there is a difference there. And so it that's uh and that's one of the things that gives the hams away when they're trying to disguise themselves as just simple GMRS users when they're talking about frequencies and repeater splits and things that GMRS people don't oh, yeah. care about because yeah. we're there to actually use the radio for a purpose instead of finding anonymous men on the uh, so, on the air to talk with. What they That's, did in, in my area is they went around and they, they tried to convince all the GMRS people to link their repeaters together, which is which is something that's commonly done in the ham world. And it's, it give you farther range, bro. We'll be able to talk all the way across the state. What it has ended up as is the same six ham guys tying up all of the GMRS channels from from my city all the way up to the top of the state with their conversations about where they're going for lunch and nobody can use the radio but them it's just another form of gatekeeping yeah it, it, so talking about repeaters linked repeaters um of course instructions on how to build a repeater are also found once more in the gorilla's guide to balfing radio you, you can build one pretty easy but um you know, doing linked repeaters, th there is a use case for linking repeaters, um, but not all of them. Not all of them. You right. don't want to link all of them. You know, we like in, in uh, here in North Carolina, we have uh, Carolina 440, which is uh, was created to be a statewide disaster relief network because we get hit by hurricanes. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that but not every repeater, not, especially not every ham radio repeater, every amateur radio repeater is linked into that. Um, you, you don't want that uh, because, again, you will have those guys and th those guys exist like local radio repeater here. And, and let me talk about repeaters real quick. Um, <clears throat> for the folks out there who are thinking about getting into ham radio. Uh, amateur radio and I, I highly encourage you to do so um your your point of entry into that is going to be a technician's license and that is primarily uh gmrs frs right um or uh, sorry totally turned around correction that is going to be uh vhf and uhf you just see i was looking at you joe and you just you you totally confused me here um got lost my train of thought Anyway, um, VHF and UHF, right, primarily. So you're going to be getting on the repeaters a lot using, you know, your entry-level equipment, Balfang, UV5R usually. And uh, that, that's what the guys have. That, that's what you're going to be utilizing. And so um, I bring all this up because it is the same people that, that we're sitting here kind of having a, a little rant fest about that will end up running you off if you allow them to don't don't let those people you and you're always going to find them on the repeaters right? because they don't the reality is they don't have anything better to do and so they're just going to hang out on the repeaters all the time um don't let those people uh taint your experience of, of what you're really there to do um 
just kind of look at them for what they are, you know, and 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 whatever. And and all right, cool. You you are what you are, and uh, you know, kind of kind of keep your eyes on on the prize of, of the more important things. And I'm going to tell you, uh, hanging out on the local repeater is not the way to prepare yourself or uh, train or any really anything like that. Uh, that is that is typically in my experience, and I got a lot of experience. That is, that is not not the way to go about it. Uh, but on GMRS, for example, and GMRS is, uh, General Mobile Radio Service is a licensed service. Um, and there are some advantages to it. It is separate from amateur radio. It is separate from ham radio. Uh, ham, by the way, is not an acronym. Uh, it is a derogatory term, in fact. Ham actually goes, I don't know if it, Joe knows this because he's heard me say it. Um, ham is a derogatory term going back to the early days of the, the beginning of amateur radio because you had professional telegraph operators and then you had anybody who could afford a spark gap generator and they were sending Morse code because spark gap generators this is why Morse code was invented. Um, and, and this is how messages were sent via a wireless radio back in the early days of radio. So a professional radio operator would be able to identify an amateur over the radio. And this was back in the days before call signs. It was the Wild West. There was no FCC, none of that. And they would be able to identify these guys because they were real sloppy. And so they would call them ham-fisted operators. That's where it comes from. That's where the term comes from. So the, the very term ham is a very derogatory. Originally, it was a derogatory term. And at some point, some people think it's an acronym. I don't know. Uh, it, but it doesn't stand for anything. It's, it's just ham. I've heard it stands for hot amateur male. Uh, that's, no. that's what I learned. No. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm writing that one down. I've heard it stands for have another meal. And that one is pretty accurate. That is fairly accurate in my experience. It's nice. My and and you know, I'm I'm quite well versed in the amateur radio field. And I'd say that that is that is pretty doggone accurate. But uh no, you know, and, and but again, I, I want to stress to to the listeners out there that amateur radio is what you make of it. Radio in general is what you make of it. And you're always going to run into assholes, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, any hobby. And and before we came on the air, I was kind of joking, like, you know, my experience with one of my local amateur radio clubs is very much like Caddyshack. Um, you know, they, they were a lot like, you know, Judge Smales and the whole clique in there, you know. And I kind of show up like Rodney Dangerfield, like, hey, guys, let's party, you know, and and they're not cool with it, you know. Just oh, who is this guy? And 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 so they, you know, shenanigans ensue, and they they were a little bit rude to me and my wife, and you know, whatever. It's, you know, they. I've done more, and and I told somebody this on Twitter who who is another sad ham, and I'm not going to make him famous because he probably would enjoy it if I did. But he's he's on Twitter. But I, I said I've done more for amateur radio. In, in six months than you've done in your entire life. And how does that make you feel? 
because he was trying. I was putting up photos from what we were doing in class, and he was like, "Duh, you're teaching antenna theory. Who is doing this shit?" I'm like, "Well, first of all, you look like one of the Telosians from Star Trek, from the, the pilot of Star Trek, the Cage, with like the the big brain people with the heads." Yeah. <laughs> first of all, that's what you look like. That's number one. Let's just identify that. Get that out of the way. All right. <laughs> Second, number two is I've done more for, for the hobby of amateur radio and getting people prepared in communications six, in six months with my book. Well, I'm closing in on a year now, but at the time, six months with my book than you've done in your entire life. Ironically, by your way description, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes, you know exactly who I'm talking about. He <laughs> shut the fuck up and went away. He went away. It's just like dude, just you should just delete your life. Just just delete. Just delete, just go away. Yeah, you know, your whole everything just go. You you were obsolete, sir. <laughs> Released from service. <laughs> oh man. But I'm not as good a troll as you are, Randy. You you are you are the master class, sir. Where do you, where do you get your divine inspiration to be such an effective troll? You know, I usually what I like to do is use their words against them. Is uh, that's a great source of material for me? Is, uh, <laughs> is, is throwing back at them what they throw at everybody else, uh, and you know the rest. I guess I'm just naturally. An asshole, and that makes it easier. Uh, but uh, the 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 biggest source is the sad ham himself. The, he gives me everything I need to uh, make him make him look like an idiot. It's not difficult usually. These guys, yeah, it's not their whole it's not, it's not their whole lives. Uh, again, we're talking about the sad ham. His whole life has revolved around his whole identity is how smart he thinks he is. In a lot of cases. Uh, and anytime you do anything or say anything that threatens uh, how smart he thinks he is, he is not going to react to that positively. Uh, and, and so to make it even easier is that they can't recognize something like sarcasm. Uh, so if you make a clearly obvious over the top sarcastic joke, and then they come in and fact check you and tell you why you're wrong in all these ways, Actually, uh, exactly. Yes. Yeah, that, this uh, reminds me. That, this that, reminds that. me. A sad ham has exposed you, and uh, and now that we have it on the podcast, we need to know, Randy, you 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 accidentally, according to the sad ham, let that picture of feet slip. <laughs> well, like, is this your first <laughs> not a Rubicon video? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one of the things I love what? to do. One of the things I. If you've watched my videos, by the way, you can find my, just search the YouTubes for uh, Not a Rubicon. I've got a couple of videos out. Uh, a couple. <laughs> I, I like to put what, you know, it's most people would call Easter eggs in my videos. There's an Easter egg in every video or almost every video. And that might be anything from uh, a, a funny, uh, if I'm showing my phone, maybe you'll see a, a, an app that you wouldn't expect to see. Uh, or if you're, uh, if I show my screen, uh, if I'm uh, showing my screen to teach how to use a piece of software in the background, you might accidentally see a tab left open on an unsavory website. 
Uh, in this case, uh, I showed my phone, and on the on the wallpaper was a sexy girl's feet prominently showing. Nice. And and I've nice. done this a dozen a dozen times with feet alone. What uh, <laughs> you'll if you pay attention, you'll you'll know that I'm into feet, furry men, uh, <laughs> scat, uh, and and ninety nine percent of the Normal people, they get it. They laugh. They'll leave comments. They yeah. laugh. But then the sad ham comes along, who is so smart that he catches this when nobody else is able to, you know, apparently in his mind, he's the only one smart enough to see it. It's right there in your fucking face. I put it right there. If you don't see it, you're a moron. And then he, he exposes, you know, this the sad ham that exposes me uh, for these things. And it's the, the viewers love it. The, the, uh, what I'll do I is when, admit, I personally missed the tactical wisdom Easter egg and somebody oh, else had to point it out to me. Jesus oh. Christ. <laughs> yeah. So on my screen and no. uh, uh, on all of my videos, I have a screen behind me uh, and I'll, I'll just put a picture up. Every video has a photo, an, an image behind me. Um, and I don't say anything about the image. I don't, it's just an image. Might be an image of uh, Donald Trump. It might be an image of uh, Joe Biden sniffing a little girl. It might be uh, who's that? Who's that secretary of the Navy or whatever that thinks he's a woman? It might be that person. Oh, Sam Brenton. Yeah, no, I mean, no. Sam Brenton. Yeah. Or no, no, well, Sam Brenton's gone now. That was, was the Admiral, nuclear waste Admiral guy. Dick Levin. Levin. Oh yeah, yeah. Dick yeah. Dick Levin. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, there will be an image. Admiral Dick. There'll be an image behind me with no commentary from me whatsoever, and I just leave it up to the viewers to what they what the not just sad hams but just plain average idiots will then determine what i meant by putting that video or that image there and they it's like just, the beatles album cover yes yes they interpret it and read into it uh, and that is a wonderful source of entertainment if you read through the, the comments on my videos uh, i have been called everything because just of the images that i put behind me i am a uh uh, a communist, I'm a liberal, I'm a MAGA, I'm a, uh, j the entire uh, range of what you can be called, I have been called, just because I have an image behind me. People are so weird, aren't they? They overanalyze everything. No, so. they're not weird, they're stupid. And I, I <laughs> point out, so I used to reply to them and, and try to, and sometimes I still do, point out how... Right stupid they are but it's the viewers now i've got a pretty big following and uh and they they know they know what's happening and they will they do that for me now they will roast the guy so i'll i'll pin the best comment to the top of all the other comments so that's the first comment you see when you go in and look at the comments and uh that way i'll ensure that this person got all of the attention that he apparently craved that's uh, the best then, way to do it, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. And that's don't, the truth. That's what they crave is that attention. It is almost always they they want to show how smart they are. Uh, they want to uh, do their virtue virtue signaling. If I use a word, the R word or something. Oh my goodness! They they want to be sure that everybody knows what a good person they are by pointing out that I'm a bad person. Um, and and it's attention. Uh, Usually, it's they want to let everybody know how smart they think they are. And what, what's uh, funny is, is they all say, "I hate this guy and I can't stand his videos," but I've watched every single one of oh, them. 
Christ. The guys, I have had viewers that will watch and leave comments on 20 videos, all right, right in a row, two hours long. They're binge watching. They may not be watching the entire thing, Jeez. but they're watching enough of it to know what the video was about. And then leaving a comment pointing out how wrong I am and how stupid I am. And I'm like, you know, I don't expect everyone to like my videos or me. I look at videos on the YouTube every day that I don't like. And what I do is I, I click and I go watch one of the other 10 billion videos. I don't oh, spend yeah. the rest of the afternoon complaining about the one that I didn't like. Uh, now, nah, there, there is there is so much stupid shit on YouTube from the the gun community, especially. There's there's mountains and mountains and mountains. I think in guns, muscle, bodybuilding, off-roading, yes. any of those manly uh, uh, pursuits. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. That. There's a lot of it in the radio community, too, because there are so no, many. Wait, what? If you look up video review of the AR-152 radio, none of the ham guys oh, ever yeah. actually turn it on and use it. They just complain about it and the buttons and all of this. They never actually attempt to use it. Why is it did, so big? Why is it such a big radio? Well, if it's made, that's a cheap Chinese junk radio, right? Why would any? Well, yeah. Why would any respectable ham have a cheap Chinese junk well, radio? Well, yes. Yeah, so if you want to protect your cheap Chinese junk, there is going to be a really good radio case coming out next week from Exumbrous Designs and Tactical mm -hmm. Wisdom for your cheap Chinese junk that you can buy at Brushbeater.store. There you go. And just. There you go. Just to be clear, I got At one of those cheapest cheap prices. We got the best prices. You won't even believe it. <laughs> I got one of those cheap Chinese junk radios, and that is the term. The apparently the official technical term that the yeah. uh, ham licensed ham uh, sad hams use. I got one. I threw it in the toilet for an hour. Uh, took it out, froze it for an hour, so it was frozen solid. Dropped it from waist height. Ran it over with my car twice, and then burned it on the barbecue. And still work. So, yep, not quite cheap Chinese Sorry. junk. You know, we, we we did a class in Tennessee, and one of us might have had too much whiskey one night and left his radio on a on a table out in front of his tent, and came into class in the morning with a waterlogged radio, and it turned right on and worked all day. I mean, it worked it, fine. And I would tell you, man, the the so I'm about to shit in some people's cornflakes, like the the radio. <clears throat> When I got out of the army and was, you know, hot and heavy into prepping and, you know, like, you know, really, really getting into it. And one of the things like my path into communications, because Kamo was was, um, you know, I was a trigger puller. I was an 11 Bravo. Uh, I, was, I was an infantryman in the army. And um, <clears throat> one of the schools that I went to was it, it had a communications portion to it where, you know, we went through three days of, of very intensive hands-on uh, doing different things. We had to send up uh, what we call products, which is just a, uh, you know, whatever you're observing in the field, you take pictures of it, you put it all into this form and, and you blast it out in a data burst. Right. Um, well, I was looking for all that capability. How do you do this? All right, and the Baofeng had just come out, and so at that time, the Baofeng UV5R back then, by the way, was forty bucks on Amazon. I remember because I've still got those radios, my very first two that I bought, 
and uh, they still work. They're still here. I can still use them. I just don't. Um, but but I mean they're here because the 152, the Baofeng AR152 is is a great radio. But anyway, all these people were telling me, oh man, you got to get a Yasu, you got to get a Yasu, you got to get a Yasu. Like they kept saying Yasu, Yasu, Yasu. And um, you know, I had a, a Yasu 817 that I bought that was like $700 or so and, and like whatever it did all the things truth be told. I did more listening to Alex Jones with it than anything else. Cause I could listen to shortwave and that was my shortwave receiver. Um, but uh, anyway, dude, you know, buy this, a shell out 250 bucks or whatever it was for a Yasu VX six R. Right. And what I realized was, was that even though it was a, a good radio, like it was well built, the buttons were tiny, and every one of the buttons had three functions to them. You can't really do anything while you're wearing gloves with it because it's it's, it's just not going to work. Um, the other thing is is that it only listed one frequency on the the uh, display or the VFO, <clears throat> right? We you know hams. There I go, flagging myself as a ham. Oh, the VFO, right? The display. Uh, VFO is an old term for a variable frequency oscillator, by the way. So if anybody out there, a little ham trivia. So I know some of your troll crowd is going to listen to this and be like, he doesn't know nothing neither, blah. Yeah, dude, I know more than you, motherfucker. Shut up. Sit down. I wrote the book. Uh, but anyway, uh, anyway, there I go again. There I go. Everybody drink. But um, no, uh, bought it and, and the battery life was real shitty, too. That was the other thing. So, dude, I migrated back to using the bow thing. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this thing? Like, you know, all right, she, are you just ragging on it because it's cheap? And and really, that is what it was. They're ragging was it? on it because they spent so much more for all of their radios. Yeah. And you bought that radio for a tenth yes. of the price, and it does right. pretty much everything. And when right. you get up off the couch and go outside and use it for something, uh, and you drop your bow thing in the lake, you never see it again. Ah, no biggie. I'll order another one. Twenty five yeah. bucks. You drop that Yesu in the lake, and that's gonna ruin <laughs> your day. You're gonna cry yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, but but the AR one fifty two is it. Dude, sucker is awesome because one, it is large, right? It's large. It puts out ten watts. It actually does put out ten watts. I have a bird watt meter. Measured it. Puts out ten watts. Wow. It actually does what it claims it does, right? It's it's built very well uh, for what it is. It, it is built extremely robust, and it has a 12,000 milliamp hour battery or a 1.2 amp hour battery, right? This sucker will literally last forever, like forever on standby. You know, if, if you just have it sitting there, Dude, you, you could have it playing an FM radio in the background, like which is what I do when I'm out in the store and I'm packing up people's orders. And, you know, and I'm sitting there listening to the radio in the background for just, you know, headline news and, and whatever else. I'll have it sit, literally sitting there for a week on standby, never even touch the damn thing. And it's just going and going and going. And, and that's a little bit of transmitting with it, too. A week. I'll get a, a solid week out of that battery. Hey, you know, you, you people can knock it all they want and it says cheap, whatever. But but one thing with that AR-152 is I can have gloves on 
I could be out in, in a tactical environment, quote unquote, where, you know, I'm wearing gear and I've got gloves on moving through the woods, whatever it is. It's built fairly rugged. Yeah, we've soaked them in water and, you know, left them out in the rain overnight. And, you know, I ain't doing a scuba insertion with them, but, you know, hey, it does everything I need for it to do. And, it, and well, you know, that that Michigan class you and I did, it rained all week long. We never changed the batteries and we never had a yeah. problem. So. Yeah. Ah, dude, we were drenched in that class too. Yeah. Like it was, we we were literally inside of that little little woodshed, that three sided woodshed. It's like, man, dude, and and, it, and we were getting rained on in that thing. Like, damn, that was. But yeah, it. it I mean, yeah, it, the the whole the whole gatekeeping behind gear and everything. It's like, all right. So, what is your use case behind this? You know, are you are you going out in the woods and, and actually using it for anything, or are you just talking to your friends about how expensive your fucking radio is? Like, yeah, they love to tell me why my GMRS is no good and why their ham is so much better. Uh, when I tell them, you know, when I go out off roading, oh, you got to have ham to go off roading. Uh, when I go off-roading, I go with places where there's no cell phone service. There's usually no repeaters. And what I often do, have done for the last few years, is we have an off-roading group. And we lead public runs of up to 150, 175 vehicles. And if you've ever seen a, a train of 150 Jeeps uh, miles long on the, uh, in the middle of the desert, it's an amazing sight. And I needed comms that could get to the front of the line, to the back of the line. And uh, the hams told me that I had to have ham, had to have ham. Um, and then I have to explain to them that 150 people, strangers, average normal people, aren't all going to go out and get ham licenses. And they all need to be able to listen to me. So with my GMRS radio, all I have to do is tell them to stop on their way to meet up for our off-roading event, stop at Walmart pick up one of those $9 FRS radios or order yourself one of those uh, uh, UV5Rs. And uh, every one of them with those little cheap FRS radios can talk to me and I can talk to them. Uh, yep. No licenses required, even though I need a license for, I air quotes, license for my GMRS. They don't need a license. Uh, I am right. licensed. I've, right. I've been a GMRS right. licensed operator for over eight years. They don't need a license for, uh, for their FRS. And you can't do that on hand. That alone makes yeah. GMRS better than ham, and that just destroys their day. They got well, no you know, Matt and I have been uh, been been popping eyeballs out of some of them by actually encouraging folks to get CB radios because we've been teaching yeah. them to do some pretty unique things with a CB radio. You know, and, you can do a, a lot with CB, and that lower frequency is great for a lot for long distance, um, mm -hmm. uh, especially. Uh, but on the trail, uh, when you're limited in how big of an antenna you can have mm -hmm. uh, because of that long wavelength, uh, I'm limited because I have a low garage, so I cannot have an antenna that's over 32 oh, inches long. Uh, you can't they, have the smoky and the bandit wheel. No, no, no. no. Uh, and, and that really limits CB on the trail for off-roading, which is what I use it for, used it for. Uh, you don't get much range. We get literally uh, multiple times the range 10 times or more range uh with a with gmrs with that same with a small antenna than you can with cb uh, yeah but, uh, just cb like does do have its place hands, 
Well, with that said, man, you know, you're, you're, you, you have a, a very interesting use case for communications that I think a lot of people out there, and I've had a lot of folks. I have uh, a normal uh, person use case. <laughs> well, yeah, person. but the, the, with, with off-roading, because I have a lot of people that reach out to me that, that are, you know, off-roaders and, you know, I'm a Jeep guy. Um, I, in fact, I, that, that's why your, your handle on YouTube cracks me up, not a Rubicon. Cause I had a Rubicon that had, uh, I had a Rubicon LJ. In fact, it was the, uh, the I have one of those Jeep, too. The two door unlimited. They only made them for two years. Uh, so the, the, um, you know, the, the long body TJ. Yep. That's and, um, I have one. That's what yeah, my life I, uh, I sold it when I needed to be an adult, finally, and uh, it was it, that was very very painful. Biggest mistake um, of your life. Well, yeah, I mean, I came out all right in the end, but you know, it's it's I do have a uh, an '86 K5 Cuck V that is got a six inch Skyjacker and surplus Humvee tires under it, and. The uh, the six point two is turboed. Joe knows all about it. It's been known to have me dangling off the back, holding on by one hand, coming up a mountain. It has. It has. It's it's a lot of fun. But talk me through your off road setup and and your communications setup because um, out in Tennessee, I had a lady in class out there who I actually. Uh, got an email from her today where she was asking about uh, a radio setup. She does a lot of four-wheeling here on the East Coast, her and her husband. And that was kind of one of the reasons that she was in class. And uh, there was a lot of takeaways from that. So your your setup, your communication setup, and, and what that looks like in your vehicle. Uh, in Well, my setup is not what I recommend to most people for GMRS. But I'll go over quickly what I have in both of my Jeeps, the not a Rubicon and what we call the is a Rubicon, which is a 2006 two-door LJ, exactly as you just described. Nice, nice. Uh, commonly or uh, often referred Ooh, to as yeah. the best built or the best off-roading Jeep ever manufactured. It's, it's a good vehicle. Uh, so what I have in both of those is a Motorola XTL 5000, which is not a GMRS radio. It's a LMR business type, actually, an old fire truck mm -hmm. uh, radio. Um, mm -hmm. It can transmit on GMRS as well as other frequencies. Here come uh, the hand comments. Yes, I'm, I'm expecting that. Uh, it can also do a digital P25 and encryption, which I take advantage of. Uh, legally, of course, by the use of the business license that I operate under. Um, so I've got the that Motorola in uh, both Jeeps uh, and then a uh, Midland uh, MXTA 26, you know, antenna that fits under my under my garage, in, fits in my garage. And uh, with that, I and this is another thing that the I like to point out to the ham experts and when you say experts, you have to use air quotes, experts. Uh, <laughs> when they say that you can't get any range on GMRS, I have used those radios on Simplex, which is just simple radio to radio, walkie-talkie type radio, no repeaters or anything, 
40 miles uh, when we're out off-roading. Uh, you know, and of course it's uh, GMRS is UHF, which is a line of sight. So there wasn't anything between us, uh, but that, that works quite well. I've hit repeaters. My record is 93 miles away using that uh, radio. Dang. Um, but, but that's not what I recommend because that XTS, uh, that XTL 5000 is a beast. It is a complicated, expensive, difficult to program uh, yeah. radio. What I recommend to uh, my friends, what most of them have, and what I had prior in both Jeeps, was a uh, either a Wuxin Ocean uh, KG1000, which is a 50-watt mobile radio, relatively easy to use, can, uh, handles as many repeaters as you want. It does pretty much everything you can do on GMRS. Or the other end of the spectrum, if you want simple, you just want a radio, you're not a radio dork, you want to talk to the other people in your group. For that, I recommend one of the Midlands, the uh, MXT uh, 500, or the, they make several models, a 50-watt model and a 15-watt model. They're all good, simple radios, meaning you turn it on, you put the channel on whatever the guy told you to put the channel on, and you can talk, and you can easily get in the right conditions, 30, 40 miles of range yeah. on, on those radios. Yeah, that's the biggest misconception that the ham guys try to put out there is that you're only going to get three or four miles with GMR, no matter what you do. It's that's so full of shit. I don't know why they keep saying that. I can sit on my right here where I'm sitting right now, where you see me, which is my studio where I record my videos using an, a walkie talkie uh, GMRS. I can talk to my buddy. Uh, 13 miles away at his house. Um, yeah. Now, now I live, as I point out in my videos, that's with good line of sight. I live at the Golden Mountain Top, overlooking the slums below me. Um, so if, <laughs> if, if you don't dab on them pores, <laughs> if you don't have that good line of sight, you're not going to get much range. It's it's UHF, just like ham 70 centimeter is UHF, pretty much identical range. Um, right. If you've got a forest or uh, big buildings or a lot of houses full of fat people between you and the other radio, you're not <laughs> going to get that range. Um, but when they come in and say, you're only going to get two or three miles, I, I jump all over that and ask them to explain to me, how do I get 13 to 15 miles from my little five watt walkie talkie? How do I step out of my house with my, well, actually I can do it from inside the house, but, but from my house to downtown Detroit, 35 miles, on an AR-152, I'm sorry, you have to tell us how to properly pronounce the Baofeng word. You, the you, proper you way, yeah, this is a big, uh, <laughs> lot of contention over this uh, on the internet, on YouTube, about the proper way to, to say Baofeng. It is not, indeed, it is not pronounced Baofeng, it is Boofwang. <laughs> Boofwang. <laughs> it is the correct way to pronounce <laughs> I yeah. love how you said you asked your Japanese ex-girlfriend and yes. some sad hand was like, why would you ask a Japanese person? I was saying a bit Chinese. I'm like, bro, you have like, you get a sense of humor removed at birth. Uh, you know, but each anyway, time... I, every I time I... broke Matt. Uh, I'm not sure. Every time I make that comment, every time I reply to that person telling me I'm doing it wrong, <laughs> it goes from my Japanese girlfriend. Now it's my... Uh, Japanese or Korean next door neighbor or my Italian neighbor that was on vacation in Japan for a week 
<laughs> he would know how to say it better than you who, who fluently speaks Chinese. So, and they still but, don't get it. Just... But my point is, is that how can I reach 35 miles in Detroit, mind you, in Metro Detroit with lots of buildings, uh, I can reach a, a repeater 35 miles away with my handheld. Um, granted, that repeater is on top of a tall building, but the, the radio antenna. still has to have the ability to transmit that far, right? No matter how high up it is, the signal's still getting the 35 miles uh, yeah. to be retransmitted. So uh, don't fall for those lies, I guess, is the, is the, is the learning, right? Yeah. Right. Don't it, let the sad hams fool you. Yeah, right. it's institutional inbreeding. It's, you know. It's a cult. It, it's like, all right, man. Dude, there's, there's physics at work here, and there's touching grass that's at work here. And you don't understand either one of them. So yeah, what I don't understand is when they try to tell me that my GMRS radio can only talk two or three miles, but their 70 centimeter ham radio, which is the same thing, which is yeah. virtually identical yeah, as far as wavelength frequencies and wavelengths and power that, Oh, that apparently that can talk more. Uh, they don't like that when you point that out to them. Well, they also don't like when I say, hey, you know, I put out an article and it really caused quite an uproar here locally. And like literally oh, the, yeah, the people yeah. were driving down my street and, and doxing family members. When I said, hey, listen, GMRS has only eight channels available for repeater use. 70 centimeter, you've got a pretty big chunk of spectrum that you can use. Why are you coming over here and attempting to impose your rules on these eight channels, when you've got all that spectrum you could be using. And the best answer that they gave me was, well, it's popular right now. Well, the propagation is not that different, so I don't understand why other than control. They don't like the fact that someone else is yep. doing something without their approval and their control. And so on that, there was a couple of them, and, and, and I'm sure you've ran into the same thing yourself. They were talking about these guys, they keep interrupting, they're interfering with our repeater. And so they're like, I think it's intentional. So I listened for it one day and it turns out it sounds like it's two factory maintenance workers and their channel is just so close that they probably accidentally had their radios on the same privacy code or whatever tone uh, that it's hitting the repeater, but totally by accident. And we all know that a couple of those GMRS channels are old business channels. So this is entirely possible that this business has had these radios so long that that yeah. was their channel. And so yeah, they're, they're not saying, harmfully interfering with anything. Right. Well, they say, no, well, you're I'm interfering with the discussion I'm about yeah. breaking the law. No, yeah. you're not. And two, under what authority are you going to track them down and go talk to them? He is the, a licensed ham radio, ham radio operator, sir. He has been licensed <laughs> for 20 <laughs> years. He's going to do it under his authority <laughs> just as soon as mom makes in that hot pocket. Wait, Randy, Randy, was it you that, that was getting the comments about? The uh, amateur radio as the, the auxiliary, um, like they fall under DHS or say it might have been you, you were po posting it maybe or maybe it was somebody else that just got all this nonsense, man, of like we're, we're an essential auxiliary to DHS. Like I no, have had that type no. of comment, not that specific. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, this, this is a specific one. 
from the couch how important now i'm not saying it, ham radio is actually very important i've made videos it is about yeah. how especially in an emergency it is it is very important but the guy sitting on the couch uh talking about how much better it is than gmrs because they save <laughs> lives and they this this guy in particular had given birth to birth babies out of the back of his taxi cab he just went on and on and on about how being a ham radio operator licensed ham radio operator helped him to do all these wonderful things so, but i didn't get the dhs comments. Yeah. no no this, this was one that that the guy was man it was on twitter and and i could have swore it, it, you that put it up but it was somebody else maybe or had to have been uh but he was talking about you know Oh, amateur radio. We're ham radio operators and we are auxiliary for Department of Homeland Security and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, no, no. You, you know what they're going to tell you to do? You know what DHS, if you show up with your fucking, your, your giddy up, you know what, what DHS is going to tell you to do? Go away. They're going to tell you to go away. All right. Now, I've been in emergency operations centers. I, you know, I know all about Aries, Amateur Radio Emergency Service, am friends with my area coordinator, right? So, like, you know, and, and I'm just telling you, like, okay, there's, there's, like, fantasy land, and it's the same people that we're talking about, but, you know, they, they, they take on the identity, because it's all, all they got to hang their hat on, oh, you know, this, this is what I am, you know, it's, it's just like the, the so-called anarcho-capitalists are the same way, same same people, you know, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then they become evangelists for this shit, right? He might be a member. He might be a member of the fugitive. Uh, this is a, a arm of the FCC that a lot of these sad, ham, uh, sad hams belong to. Uh, the fugitive apprehension radio team, F-A-R-T. <laughs> The fart, yes, right. yes, right. <laughs> um, that's no, the fart. Uh, yeah, so like, the, the FCC used to have a program called OOs or official observers, right? And and these were guys who were amateur extras. Um, there are still some OOs around, but they they were really only there to to make sure like if if there was a complaint that could be resolved by ham saying like hey man you know your 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 transmitter over here is interfering with gladys's tv two doors down like hey tighten your shit up you know that's that's what it was about um you know it, it, but but the fcc closed that program uh, to new applicants, they, they don't they don't do that anymore, and it was because, really, truth be told, the FCC doesn't have time to to go after every one of these little things. Like they don't they don't give a shit unless you are causing a problem, a major problem. Then they're going to come after you. Let me stop you there because uh, although another calling sign of the sad ham is telling you that if you press the push the talk button on your UV5R without a license, you're going to go to prison or more likely get a $250,000 fine, now, now. Is, which is just not true. But even then they'll back off and say what you just said, which is, uh, you know, if you're not, if you're interfering, causing interference or whatever, they 
will come after you. And even that oh. is rare if you're causing interference with exactly. uh, television. Yeah. They, they will. They, they have a few times. If you're simply transmitting without a license, if you're dicking around on the repeaters, if you're doing all those things that you hear a thousand times a day, uh, in the last 12 years, I've made several videos about this, they've gone after nobody for doing just for doing yeah. those simple things. What they what they'll do is them. just cancel your license. Or, they don't or, even. They haven't well, even done that. They don't well, haven't even well, sent out the warning letters. They, no, I know of a few. I know of a few that they did, but it took a lot to get it there. They were I mean, just transmitting without a license. No, 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 no. no these these guys were hams. These these were hams. Um, it, it, anybody listening to this, you can look these guys up. Uh, one of them was Captain Dave. That was his handle. We, we heard him loud and clear here in North Carolina. He was over in Tennessee. Uh, KI4THY, I think, was his his call sign. And then there was uh, KI4THX, who, you know, kind of interesting because they were sequential. He was another one. And these guys would get on uh, 40 meters. They would get on 80 meters. Uh, you know, so they, they were on uh, seven. They, they were on 7.200 megahertz, which is just in the southeast on on uh, HF radio. You stay off of that because it, that's just that is the 4chan of, of amateur radio right there. It, it just. But anyway, uh, th those guys, they got their licenses canceled because uh, one of them, I don't remember which one it was. He was threatening the uh, the the FCC Enforcement Bureau lawyer. Her name was Laura something or another. And this guy was threatening her over the air. And it, it I mean, and it took years for this to, to get to the point. Um, then so, uh, now he has, so now he has no license and right. he can transmit with no license, which they won't do anything about right. either yeah. unless he goes threatening. I mean, yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, none of this head. say be a jackass on the air, folks. like for everybody listening. Don't at be all. sad. Him. But, but yeah, dude, like, look. When I advocate people get an amateur radio license, it's because of the capabilities and it offers and what the the, the good side of that community can offer to you, uh, especially when you're getting into uh, some of the other modes that are out there. Single sideband, like with with, um, you know, what we've been talking about, things and handheld radios and vehicle mobiles. You're limited to FM, uh, except in the case of, of CB, you're using AM with CB, right? Well, you but, can use FM now. Well, yeah, it, and now you can use FM, but, but a lot of your legacy equipment was AM only, right? Which which is really good. That that's that's a good thing, and it has some some uh, technical advantages there. But um, with amateur radio getting into especially VHF uh, single sideband use is really awesome. And it is grossly underutilized, which is really cool. Um, getting on HF for regional and, and sometimes global communications beyond the hobby side of it. Not not necessarily talking to random people, but rather, you know, I can set up a SCAD and do with people I actually want to talk to on HF. And we can do that. Uh, we, you know, we have, we have a regional network that, that we communicate on. And, and there's other groups that are doing this, some overt, some not so much. 
um, you know, and and so they, there's there's a lot of advantages to that, um, and it opens the door to a lot of those capabilities. But look, it's it's not for everybody, man. Radio is is not for everybody, and and you know, I think that for a lot of folks out there, they just want a simple solution to their problem, their immediate problem, which is all right. I want to be able to communicate, you know, a few miles up and down the trail, you know, in, in your case, or I want to be able to talk from here to maybe 10, 15 miles away, which Joe is, is totally within your use case. And I think that that speaks for a lot of folks out there. That's all a lot of people need. Yeah. GMRS or even FRS does that just fine or CB radio. Yeah. You don't have to join a new religion or take <laughs> For the love of Zenu, right? Yes. Uh, the love of Marconi. Marconi. We, uh, we, we, Listen, Marconi was a thief. He stole that from Tesla. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We, we will never quite know. According to the prophet Marconi, peace be upon him. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that's a good one. I'm going to use that one now. The prophet Marconi. You have to raise your hand. Yeah. Peace be upon him. You, and instead we, of just holding up the one like the ISIS guys do, you got to wiggle all the fingers. Like a wiggle radio all the fingers. <laughs> Ooh. It's in the air. Ooh. Oh, man. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. I told you an hour would go by like it was nothing. Yeah. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. We got to flow. Yeah, oh, yeah. Joe, everybody knows where to where to find you. And, and we, don't, we don't even need to tackle uh, wisdom series. You get five books out why don't you have the sixth book out already i mean hey actually actually that lady that lives in my house cracked a whip on that one uh, oh i'm gonna make a complaint and because she's gonna listen to this i'm gonna make the complaint right on here you know she said she doesn't listen to the cfc because she has to hear me enough and she doesn't want to you know listen to me and stan talk even more uh but <laughs> she said she even while we were recording this sent me a text message said don't forget to send me the link because she wants to hear Randy. And I said, what about Matt? She goes, I end up hearing you and Matt chat an awful lot. So I'm like, well, that's true. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> I could do a podcast as Cobra Commander, and, and then, you know, that would be different. I could do it as Alex Jones. Cobra Commander! <laughs> you will obey my orders. We will be talking about radio. <laughs> but listen, I did say I did today. I'm, I'm at the Every Man a Warrior conference. Where there's people from all over the world here talking about this program. Mm -hmm. uh, I did ask the whole group to pray for the for the souls of the sad hams, so that maybe maybe they're a little happier and we don't have to hear them as much. Um, that actually, I don't, I don't think they got a hope in hell, bro. Yeah, it's not gonna work. I've tried. <laughs> I've been trying to convert them for years. They're so this help. is actually at uh, Trans World Radio here in Cary, North Carolina who actually uses ham to, to spread the word. So 
Uh, they yeah. knew what I was talking about when I mentioned sad hams. So, <laughs> oh yes, yes, they they do very much. Well, the the uh, the Wake County Amateur Radio Club is is a very good one. Um, they, they're a solid group of guys, and uh, the the Johnson County. So this is a shout out to to uh, Johnson County Amateur Radio Society or Jars, uh, which is is right over by Cary. And uh, big shout out to them. Jars is uh, really is probably one of the better amateur radio clubs that I've come across. Uh, really friendly group of guys. And the Jars repeater. You can look up the Jars repeater. That one is uh, it's a VHF repeater. And it has, has really impressive coverage. And throughout eastern North Carolina and into central North Carolina, they have a preparedness net that they do on Tuesday nights, which um, is, is a really good one if you can listen in on that. If you're there uh, through Tuesday, you'll be able to listen in. I don't think you will be. But, well, um, Sunday Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it, it's – but but that that's a real good one. And, and that's – Jars, uh, Johnson County is really good group of guys there. Um, all that, that are involved. So yeah, you you've got you got some good radio folks uh, in in that part of North Carolina, getting into Eastern, you know, Wake County, Johnson County, Granville County. It's, it's uh, good folks out that way. Well, this this Transworld Radio uses ham all over the world uh, to try to reach people, uh, and give them a little bit of hope. So that that's kind of cool. Glad to be involved with them. Yes. Uh, and by the way, an idea from you is being implemented. There is a Discord server for the Tactical Wisdom Radio Club, and uh, we're working on fleshing that out. So uh, you you put that bug in my ear in Tennessee, and I was like, oh, we're doing this. So You got to do it, man. You got to do it. Randy, brother, where can our listeners find you if they haven't already? They have not already. Uh, I'm on YouTube. Uh, you can search for uh, not a Rubicon or... Search for anything about the UV5R, the Boofwang UV5R, and I'll come up. Uh, you can find me on <laughs> Boofwang. You probably need to put out a video about fart. I mean, the F-A-R-T. It, it, that's, that's I, I need to feature that more. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, you dude. Can, you can find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at the Not a Rubicon. And uh, that's pretty much it. That's the only two places I hang out. <laughs> uh, the boof way. <laughs> You're gonna say it. Say it right. <laughs> well, my oh man! I am, oh, I'm gonna be listen. I, I I'm gonna be laughing about that for a while, bro. Anyway, folks, man, it has been a a hour that has went by way too fast. An evening with these two rowdy gentlemen, and I feel like we could spend hours just laughing and joking and talking it is uh it, it I mean, is we might be radio nerds but we're a different kind of radio nerds we, we yeah well that that's the thing man is is that you know i i can do other things also you know like there's you know, teach people how to shoot guns and that's I, I, I if you leave the house and get off of the couch once in a while that's yeah the main like, i don't I don't really, I spend more time indoors than I like these days. It's just part of what I do. And, and I, I don't like that fact. Um, but, uh, 
you know, it, I'm, I'm outdoor. I, I am very unhappy when I'm indoors. In the past few days, I've had to spend way too much time indoors, and it's, it's caused me to, like, drink more and, and be kind of depressed. And I just don't, I just don't like it. It's because it's like getting close to the end of the year, like last quarter of the year, and I'm having to do all this paperwork and stuff. And I'm like, Ugh. you know, it's just. Uh, oh, that reminds me. Uh, for your other classes, I might have ordered a complete set of Rhodesian uh, brush stroke just for my role playing. Oh, you, you would be prepared. I know she's going to listen to, but whatever. Yeah, you would be prepared or going to be. Yeah, so we'll be looking like the wild geese out there, man. <laughs> full auto, friggin' FALs. Yes, got the FAL, yeah. We're yeah. gonna be the solid scouts out there. Good times. <laughs> uh. Anyway, folks, it has been an absolute blast, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me this evening. Went by way too quick and gonna have to make a habit out of this one because i know i had a heck of a lot of fun and i hope uh and and think everybody else out there probably did as well just listen to our takes on everything like boofwang where where else are you gonna get the pot the 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 proper pronunciation of of baofeng it's boofwang so you know don't 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 uh don't don't be crude about other people's culture bro yeah, right. You have to respect the culture. Yeah, you got to respect the culture, man. You got to respect the culture. You got to respect my Baofeng culture. It's Boofwang. But, uh, yeah, run along, run along on the outro. Anyway, brushbeater.store, all of your Boofwang needs can be met over there, as well as a heck of a lot of other gear. I got 10 more extremely popular. PMR 171 radios in stock. Nine. You only have nine available. I'm just saying. Oh, I only have nine now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's uh yeah man. It, they they they're gonna sell quick. Um, the first batch that I bought, I bought a uh, a pallet of them, and they lasted not long. Uh, not about two weeks. About two weeks, and I sold all of them. And I just got a, another half pallet in because that was all the distributor had. And uh, I think that they're they're going to go quick. So we got those over there. We got TBR 119s that are now in stock. And I got a giant box of stuff from Swamp Fox Optics today. So we are fully stocked with their new Warhorse and Warhammer lines of 34 millimeter tubes. And I'm going to have a review of the Warhorse upcoming one to six by 24, 34 millimeter tube, heavy duty mount that it is mounted in. Um, and I have that on a brand spanking new Palmetto State Saber. Uh, 13.7 that is pinned and welded. So anyway, we're going to be talking about all that and more in the future. And of course, you can find all the gear and everything you need for all your fun stuff over at brushbeater.store. Anyhow, with that said, folks, God bless. We'll talk to you again very, very soon. Sensi Scout. Out.